Where there is fear, there is hope. Where there is darkness, there is light. Lost Red Earth is the story of one mythical creature that must overcome the darkness in the hope of restoring the world to its once utopian landscape. Hello and welcome to the Creative Write It podcast. This week, we're sharing this entire enthralling story, chapter by chapter. We hope you enjoy this journey into Lost Red Earth. We also hope it finds you in a place of hope with all its glowing lights. Chapter three was written by Sarah Chan, who has always loved reading ever since she was little. And you can always find her with a new book in her hand. And she is always writing short stories in her free time. Chapter 4 was written by Malha Mehta, who likes devouring books and he likes creating stories. He found it extremely fun to contribute to this novel. Sarah will be reading her own chapter and I will be reading Malha's chapter to follow. Chapter 3 Hesitation Jessica released a fistful of cabbage into the pot of boiling water. Was it a dream? It felt so unreal. Right behind her, a red scaly creature awaited. It looked just like what her dad had always told her, but to think that it wanted to, wanted her to be the person to free all these creatures who have been taken hostage for so many years was rather overwhelming. She turned to face the small creature. Its large, glassy eyes stared right back at hers. It's hopeless. How could you think that you and I could overpower such a thing? Jessica marched around the room, trying to process the current situation. Felix's eyes followed Jessica as she turned back onto the boiling pot. You know, I think you're better off finding someone else to help you, don't you think? Jessica sighed as she placed a warm bowl of soup in front of him. Pro non comedy in Diabus. Well, I haven't eaten in days. Almost instantly, Felix slurped up a whole bowl of soup. The sunset is beautiful as always. Jessica sat down next to him and they gazed at the sunset in awe as the array of colors swirled in the sky. Felix waddled over to the old battered bed. Hair porporus Melioris dies with it. This poor old thing shall sure has seen better days. Shut up. Jessica planted her face into the into her pillow. What am I supposed to do? Already feeling drowsy, she knew it wasn't a good time to start overthinking. I'll figure it out tomorrow, Jessica saw as she began to doze off. Bang clash out. The, Jessica's jolted out of bed. What in the world are you doing? Jessica Star stared in terror as Felix hopped down the tower of pots and pans. Well, that's one way to wake you up, Felix Googled. Said positive and minimum to Yes, cognosis res agendas et pushinus consent 
Diddy. Have you made up your mind yet? You're taking way too long, you know. I've got things to do and potions to brew. Potions? Just took his eyes wide and curiously. You took non inipta hochmolofrigus sonutnikia kogitar. Of course not, silly. It just sounded cool, don't you think? Felix grinned proudly. Well, that was a letdown, Jessica sighed. Well, to be completely honest with you, I see this is a total waste. How could you be so sure that they are still alive? I mean, by now, they're probably all dead. Quomodo idisis optosecrete ukisiki possumusiquid velum. How could you say that? I mean, at least we could get revenge, if you know what I mean, grumbled Felix as he hopped towards the table. Revenge? Wouldn't you want something more like justice? I mean, revenge seems like something a villain would say. Jessica grabbed a stone dagger as she headed outside. Feeling hungry? Jessica called as she made her way into the woods as Felix trailed from behind. So to some quid est in menu sure am what's on the menu today some fresh meat we've got a nice large rodent today jessica said proudly holding up a large rat procellator id quomodo inquit fascia quad wow that was fast how did you do that felix stomach felix's stomach rumbled as he observed the rodent rodent well, what can I say? I'm naturally talented, Jessica boasted as they headed back. Jessica placed a few sticks into a fireplace and used an old beaten box of matches to start a small fire. She then placed the stripped rodent on top. The delicious aroma filled the room. Felix sunk his te- teeth into the fresh meat and devoured it within seconds. You sure are a fast eater, aren't you? Jessica chuckled as she finished off her share. Sitaku. Quid cogitas? Oh, what do you think? Felix nagged. I'm not sure. You you do know how crazy this is, right? It's not a task for an ordinary girl like me. Vidi quod fascia potes et anum teis puto. I've seen what you can do, and I think you're the one. I guess I am quite good with the wild, but that's no reason to suddenly put me in a situation like this. Oh, thank you so much for reading your chapter, Sarah. How are you feeling? Uh, good. Those Latin words sounded pretty tricky. Yeah. <laughs> you did a really good job. I don't know if I could have done a better job of reading those. Um, so I've just got a few questions specifically for the writers of Lost Red Earth. Um, we like to ask our podcast writers a couple of questions to share a bit about your creative process and help other writers along their creative journeys as well. So you ready? Yep. Yep. Awesome. So um, how did you feel when we decided to write this collaborative story? Um, I was really excited. I was um, kind of afraid of how the end result would be because we're all writing our different parts. Yeah. And how did you feel 
as it came together? Um, I was uh, very relieved and proud of our work. Great. <laughs> um, what did you find the most challenging part during the writing process? Probably trying to make it all fit together and like make a smooth mm. transition through the chapters. Yeah. And how did you find our way of overcoming that? It was pretty good. Yeah. So we had a, um, for people listening, we had a, um, a master document that yep. has new, new ideas um, and key details emerged in the story. We put them in a master document so everyone could see. Uh, and we voted on those key details, didn't we? Yeah. Like, um, we voted on the fact that um, we had a Latin speaking character, which was fun for everybody. Yeah. Uh, what do you like most about writing in general? Probably being able to, you know, write whatever I feel like, being creative. Yeah, awesome. And what kind of book would you like to write? Something like this again, very, you know, different, but also very fun to write. Mm. You think you'd do another collaborative story one day? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's a, it's a real it's a real challenge to write with um, with others when everyone's got their own ideas and their own styles. Um, it's a whole other layer of um, of the writing process. But you all did so well. Thanks for reading your chapter. Chapter four, inside a cave of concealment. Thud. Jessica and the red dragon fell onto the light brown ground. Where were they? Were they in a lonely, secluded place that only few knew about? Jessica scanned her surroundings. Excitement and longing crept into her mind to explore this peculiar place. They were in a brown cavern, flaming torches shining as bright as they could. They had evidently landed very deep inside it, for she could see that there were long corridors stretching far out with the flexibility of seemingly infinite elastic bands on both sides. The red dragon-like creature had tried to grab her and had even pounced on her, but tripped and fell in this skylight too. Now here they were, the two of them, isolated in this unfamiliar cave. What was that for? hissed Jessica. Felix Sokium Volt, the dragon said, chuckling playfully as he spoke. Sorry, what? whispered Jessica. Felix Sokium Volt, intelligent who is lingue. Oh, right. For a minute, I didn't understand this language. So, Felix, you're telling me you want a companion and asking me if I understand this language of yours. Of course I do. It was one of the skills taught by my dad, cried Jessica, her voice loudly echoing in the cave. This made Felix tremble as if an earthquake was happening inside him knocking over one of the neatly lit flaming torches. No, Jessica cried. Because of your clumsiness, we have started a fire that can kill us here. But she froze to her spot. For instead of a fire starting, she was astonished to see the torch drop like a plastic toy. Now both of them were staring face to face with an old, unused tape. Black but muddy, the tape looked like it had been there for years. Jessica observed 
wide-eyed, gaping at the ingenious way it was concealed. She brushed the mud off the tape and gently ushered it out of the cave hole, meant for the torch, and put the plastic torch back in the hole. Quid hoc reest? asked Felix. I think that is a tape recorder from about 1980, almost 300 years ago, said Jessica. Quid hoc re tape recorder? asked Felix, eagerly jumping up and down as if he were on a trampoline. Um, she faltered midway, for even she didn't know what a tape recorder was, because nobody even bothered to even glance at tape recorders these days. As Jessica was examining the strange device, she saw a gleaming green button. On it was carved letters that read, Press it. Suddenly, Jessica's heart was pounding like a bass drum. Was there a dangerous assassin inside, ready to murder them at any moment? Was this a nuclear bomb, itching to suddenly explode? Her mind was filled with fear and excitement at the same time. She took a large, deep breath and pressed the green button. She closed her eyes, expecting death for a second. But there was no bomb explosion, nor an assassin. It was just a recording, a harmless, plain recording. Welcome to the Anti-Darkness League, it said in a deep voice. Jessica put her hands on her face, for it was not just any voice. It was the voice of her dad. Her dad. There was no mistaking that calm, deep voice. Memories ricocheted through her brain, how her dad had cradled her in his burly hands, and suddenly he was gone, gone into the mouth of the evil darkness. Tears shone in her eyes like glistening jewels in a treasure chest. Felix licked her face, evidently to comfort her. Felix, stop licking my face, she said it half laughing, in a half laughing, half teary tone. Veni hook dabo tibi amplexus, said the tiny red dragon. Felix pounced on her and strangled her, but her dad's voice echoed in the caves after a moment of hugging. We will take you to our secret hideout, but first, please give me the password. Only then will you be able to access it. Now she was lost. She didn't know the password, nor anything close to it. She pondered as if her life depended on it. What could it be? It had been a long time since they first fell in this cave. Their eyelids were now drooping. Their minds were now lulling, both of them to sleep on the rocky brown cave floor. She was a little toddler in her home forest, and her parents were alive. Her dad was playing with her, and they were both running on the soft green moss. Come on, you can't catch me, he teased the running toddler. Instantly, the toddler ran towards her dad, and a playfully intense chase ensued. Suddenly, out of nowhere, malicious black smoke erupted and covered her dad. Help! Someone help! he shouted. Jessica looked around for her mum, but she had also disappeared. The little toddler screamed a high-pitched scream, co coinciding with her dad's powerless yells. After the toddler stopped screaming, she could hear the last word from her dad. Equica. The last word her dad would speak to Jessica for nine whole years. Jessica shot up instantly, like a bullet from a gun. She was still on the cave floor. It was just a dream. She was 14 years old now, a teenager. 
but she felt like she was missing something. Could it be that the dream was trying to tell her something? She tried to remember it, yet again, but all she could remember was that she was five years old in that dream, and she was playing chase with her dad. Hours crawled like snails, yet she was no closer to figuring out the message of the mysterious dream than she was at the start. Suddenly, gaseous black smoke erupted from above. Her dad's voice boomed. If you do not give me the password or leave within one hour, you will be suffocated in this suffocation chamber, and this chamber is impossible to escape from. Although Jessica was terrified, her mind was somewhere entirely different. Seeing the black smoke made Jess remember something. But what? Did it have anything to do with the dream? She gathered up all the dream-related thoughts she could remember. She had only one hour, or both she and Felix would be suffocated. All of a sudden, she knew what had happened in the dream. Yes, Jessica cried in a low voice. The smoke had swallowed her parents, and both she and her dad were yelling. The last word her dad would speak to her was also heard in that dream. Equica. Equica, she thought. It was a type of mythical creature that sprouted fire and had a horse's head and a wolf's body. But surely it had nothing to do with the true meaning, for equicas were not found in caves. You have 40 minutes. Give me the password or leave now. Otherwise, you will be dead, boomed her dad's voice, louder than what it was 20 minutes ago. The password, she thought. That's what the dream was telling me. Dad's last word was the password. Equica, not the mythical creature, but Equica, the password of the Anti-Darkness League. She was not sure if it was correct, but she now had very little time to think of more passwords. She knew she had to wake up Felix and fast. She shook him harder than an earthquake. Felix, Somno, he mumbled. Wake up, otherwise we'll both be suffocated in this cave. Felix, Somno, he mumbled. No, sleepy is better than dead, Felix. Wake up. After what seemed like eternity waking him up, Jessa realised she had to either keep trying to wake him up or utter the password and drag him to the hideout while he was sleeping. There was no way she could leave him there. She knew that Felix wouldn't wake up, even if she did, her hardest smack on him. The only option left was to drag him by his tail to the secret place, and for that, she needed to utter the password. You have ten minutes. Say the password or leave, otherwise you will die, boomed her dad's deep voice. She wasn't sure if Equica was the right password, but she knew she had to try, for she could not leave. With a deep breath, she said, Equica. The floor trembled as if an earthquake was happening. Felix awoke with a jolt, looking around, curious and terrified. Quid fit? he cried. I don't know what is happening, Felix, yelled Jessica. Suddenly, the tremor stopped. They could hear hinges creaking. This must be a trapdoor, Jessica thought. It was as wide as a dining table, meaning both of them could jump in at once. She could see it opening up on her left. There was no ladder, no easily climbable plant. While she may have been able to do it, Felix wouldn't have been. Her father's voice echoed again, but this time in a calmer and loving tone. Good girl, Jess. I knew you would come eventually. Jessica smiled. Goodbye, Dad, 
she whispered, calling Felix. And with a deep breath, jumping down, 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 into the wide trapdoor. Lost Red Earth is a collaborative novella written by Year 6 students at Baldwin Primary School. You can read the full story on our website. Just head to the link we've conveniently called Books. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Before we go, we'd like to acknowledge that we live, write, and share stories on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, the original storytellers of our country. We vow to use our creative power to contribute to the land that has given us the freedom to imagine, dream, listen, and write a better collective future. We pay our deep respects to Elders past, present, and emerging.